interesting. It's it's not a black. Coming up next, we're very excited to chat to Gerald Mwandiambira, our resident financial expert. Of course, it is Mula Mondays. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. This is Breakfast with Refilwe Moloto on Cape Talk. Gerald, good morning to you on this 30th day of September. How are you? Morning, Rafilu, and yes, it's the 30th of September. The year is almost gone, eh? I can't Where's believe it. it. I can't yeah. believe it. End of Q3. So talk to me um, about money dynamics between family and friends. Okay, yes. Yeah. So today's topic is really interesting. It's it's not a black tax or you looking after family members. No. It's quite different. It's really around do you lend money to family members? And under what terms do you do the lending? Does the money ever come back? And how does it ultimately affect how your family runs in the end? So what normally happens is we tend to loan money to family members who promise to pay it back, but nine out of 10, it never comes back. And it then creates barriers in the family where, you know, people don't talk at family functions, some other people stop coming to family functions, or even worse, Somebody who has more money in the family becomes the boss of the family. Basically, that's very true. Uh, so how do you manage that? And, and because at the end of the day, they start pulling strings emotionally and uh, I suppose logistically in the family that might not entirely be fair. Well, that's the truth. I mean, we always have in our families the one member who's done perhaps more successfully financially than others. And you tend to then start giving them more respect, more more authority in the family affairs, which not necessarily is, is the case. And we need to really set some rules when we lend money to family. For example, repayment terms and interest rates. Be firm on those things. And when you're dealing with family members where the money is not likely to come back, well, give it as a, as a gift. I think it's important in, as the giver or the lender for you to identify those who are likely to give it back versus those who are never going to give it back. They're simply using the family strings to try and psychologically get you to give them to, to lend them money. Is there a moral concern around charging interest to the family member? Look, I think personally, I don't think there's a moral interest because if, if they said it's a loan, it must be treated as a loan. So if you say I'm borrowing a thousand rand, give it back to me in a month, two months, of ten percent more. If you can't pay it back, pay me my interest. Um, even if I have to hold collateral, because we have to realize this is the business side of family where, mm. you know, it's a loan. You called it a loan. You didn't say, I need people to give me money. You said, can I borrow money? So therefore, it's my right as a lender to even get you to do um, a, an agreement of debt, you know, so that at least if you don't pay me back, I'll take you to the small claims court. So, okay, well, now you're making family reunions tough, Gerald. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Generally, if a family member is coming to you for money, the likelihood is that they're unable to access regular financial services to do so, right? So the banks are not, you know, they don't have really good credit. And so is it realistic to say, you can't get to a bank, you you can't even get to a loan shark, you need me, but I'm still going to charge you interest? It seems a little heartless. Or is it actually making adults behave as adults? I think we need to start behaving like adults. I yeah. think it also depends on the amount, Rafilwe. Because sure. a small amount, 300, 500 rand, look, it's not worth it. But there are family members who do come and ask for significant amounts of money. And sometimes maybe you've got your savings account where you've been saving for something and someone comes and borrows 10 or 15,000 rand. That kind of money cannot be just lent out without any terms, without anything in writing, because ultimately you had that money set aside for something else. Um, the other thing you can do probably in your budget is maybe to have a family emergency fund where you just save money every month where when these things come up... A family stock fell of things. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, out of interest, you know, how do you actually collect arrears from a family member? I mean, you said small claims court, but I can promise you that's quite costly, I imagine, from time and effort perspective as well as cash. But, you know, at some point, if I know in my family, for example, if I had to do something like that, some senior member would pull me aside and say, come on, that's your brother, that's your sister, like be reasonable. How realistic is going to small claims court? Look, I think it depends on the dynamics. If it's an African family, yes, your uncle's going to call you, or your dad or your mom is going to say, look, this is not happening. They helped to raise you when you were two years old. They lent me money, so you must cancel this debt. But in some family structures where it's a lot more Western and, and nuclear, you can actually have those agreements in place. I'll give you an example. There are certain families where, you know, you have professionals in the family, so doctors and lawyers, and they lend each other money because they're running practices and businesses. Surely we should treat those as formal agreements or some sort of money exchanges which involve um, something written down. Yes, it's heartless to take your brother to small claims court. Yeah, but man. ultimately, we need to also start saying, how do we run our financial affairs? Because this is the reason some of us end up resenting other people. Okay. Because we don't actually draw the boundaries in place when we give this money. So we've got some very firm views coming through from our listeners. Jean says it is totally unfair to charge family interest rate on money you lend them. If someone comes to you in need, they clearly have an inability to raise those funds on a time, in a timely fashion. To ask for interest is kicking a dog when it is down. So in, in terms of helping Jean, for example, Gerald, how about this? Maybe I don't charge interest, but how about we have a rule with family and friends to say, I want to know what you need the money for. I want, to, I want you to do a budget with me. I want you to oh, well, give me a repayment plan, and, I, and, I, and you know, I want to have some transparency on what you're spending your money on. How so about that? That? Then become, that then becomes the whole big brother. Now Rafiru has got money, so she wants to know what I'm doing with my money. Well, if the World knows, Bank does so, it to us, I can do it to my cousin. Well, the thing about <laughs> it is that that's the whole point. We need to have these boundaries. Maybe I would rather go with family limits in terms of what's acceptable as mm. a borrowing limit so that we don't end up with these tensions um, coming into play in the future. Um, and the interest argument, you were about to go to the bank and probably the bank gave it to you, you'd gladly pay it back at 20% interest. So you need to ask those questions that, you know, yes, I know you are in need, but I actually had something to do with this money. Or this money was sitting in a bank account where it was earning interest. Mm. By giving it to you, I'm now losing money. So we need to be fair to our family members that if we willing, if we just want to borrow with no intention to pay it back, then let's call a spade a spade. But if you call it a loan, I'm going to charge interest. Well, I can tell you now, weddings and funerals, you're going to have to have a squad squad that you come to those funerals in. Because if you're going to keep showing up at the Mercedes Benz, I'm going to come to you and ask you for money. Well, that, 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 that's, what it, that's what it boils down to. But for me, it's important because I think it's about how we govern our money behavior. Mm. And it's not just about family. It's also about friends. Quite right. It's also about workmates. It's about what are your boundaries when it comes to giving money? Do you have no boundaries or do you actually set boundaries in place on people who come to borrow money from you and how you collect your money or how you gift money to people who are in need? Is it fair to just say we just never do it? Just don't do well, it. Well, you could don't do it. It's a bit stingy, but okay. you know, uh, if you have, it's good to give. But we, you need to have limits because you can't give in a, in a sense where you start to feel the pain. And remember, mm-hmm. we we call this a loan. It's not family dependency or family responsibility money. This is where people come to you and actually say, "Refuel, um, I need two thousand rand. I'll get paid on the twenty eighth. Can I pay it back to you then?" Got you.
I mean, I, I suppose it's it's quite fair. It's difficult, uh, but very fair. Thank you very much, Gerald. You're always giving us something to chew our, chew over. Well, something to chew your mind. About. I'm telling yes. you, I think I must stay in Cape Town with my family up north. It's fine. <laughs> Gerald Mondiabira, CFP and managing partner at Sugar Creek Wealth. Thanks again for joining us this Mula Mondays.